You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Brand new episode of Here the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. Anthony and Aurora have returned almost unwittingly <laughs> again to talk about Fear the Walking Dead. I feel like I feel like Fear the Walking Dead just sneaks up on us. <laughs> it literally snuck up on me. Uh, because I was watching on Sunday, I was watching the premiere episode of the uh, the Orville, mm-hmm. and then uh, on my cable box, I've got you know like not- like reminders and stuff that pop up, and I always forget to turn them off when shows are done. So a reminder popped up uh, simultaneously, one for HBO to be like, "Hey, remember that Game of Thrones isn't on anymore?" And how sad is that? Uh, So that reminder popped up. And then the AMC reminder popped up that is usually there for regular Walking Dead. And Mm -hmm. just so instead of dismissing it, I just so happened to notice that it was for Fear the Walking Dead. And I'm like, could it be? Uh, I'll just let me click on it because it seems like it might be coming back. And then lo and behold, it said new. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need to contact Aurora immediately. To tell her that the show has returned and we had forgotten all about it. Yeah. And when you sent me the message for a moment, I was like, I think he's joking. <laughs> How does this keep happening to us? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, the, the situation has improved somewhat. Uh, Wikipedia has one paragraph for one episode. Okay. And uh, they do not have one for the second episode, despite them both airing at the same exact time. Hi. So that's weird. Um, so this first one will go through a little bit smoother. The second one will take forever because, as we all know, the Walking Dead Wikia page does not know what a synopsis is and instead provides us with the entire script for the show, it seems. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start off with, and, and crazily enough, I thought this was somehow the beginning of season four. I forgot they took a break. This is still <laughs> season three. We are all over the place. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It was, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. And we actually really enjoyed the first eight episodes. Yes. Like, quite a bit. This is like the best season thus far. So we'll see if they continue that pace with season three, episode nine, called Minotaur. And uh, so this is picking up right after um, Otto was killed and sacrificed and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Walker and the rest of the Native Americans arrive at the ranch. In a meeting, Walker tells the people of the ranch that his grudge is over as Otto sacrificed himself for peace, as this is the story that has been circulated. I don't know if Walker actually knows that Otto was killed. Um, I don't think so. Um, but that's the story that's going around. Uh, members of the ranch, including Troy, are not forgiving of the nation's previous actions. As a resident of the ranch attacks one of Walker's men with a weapon... Walker is given the opportunity, or not given the opportunity, given the other key to the arsenal, 
so his people can arm themselves. Madison, Nick, and Walker go to Otto's house to collect weapons from Troy, but he refuses and fires a warning shot. Troy orders everyone out, but Nick stays behind, hoping to get uh, to get him back, or to calm him down, I guess, and get him to turn over his weapons. Mm-hmm. A firefight between the nation and uh, the ranch, uh, well, not the ranch, between essentially Troy. Uh, not even Nick was really fighting here. It was mostly mm-hmm. just Troy and mm-hmm. the nation. Uh, a gun battle ensues. Nick confesses to Troy that he killed Otto, leaving him stunned, and he gives up. For punishment, Troy is exiled from the ranch and Nick is imprisoned in an outhouse. Not unlike what happened to a lot of people in this season of Orange is the New Black. (laughs) I'm not kidding. A lot of people were put in outhouses, (laughs) duct taped in. Uh, Troy is driven into the desert by Madison and one of Walker's men. Troy gets a hold of the man's knife, killing him. Madison holds a gun on him and orders him to leave. Meanwhile, at the dam, Lola, Daniel, and Ephraim distribute water to desperate people in the streets, but a man accuses them of controlling the dam for personal gain, and the crowd turns on them and attacks. The three of them rush to the truck and drive off. So, what were your thoughts on the uh, the return of Fear the Walking Dead, uh, as sneakily as it arrived? It was good. I mean, it, it's what I was expecting, right? Like the tension between um, Native Americans and uh, the people that took their land. Yes. Um, it was expected that, you know, what mm-hmm. happened is, is what's going to happen. Um, but I, I'm kind of surprised that it took this situation to exile this guy. <laughs> After all the things that Troy After has all done, the yes. things Troy has done, this is the thing yes. <laughs> that got him exiled. Uh, it just blows my mind. But. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it took uh, it took all this, and they're just like, yeah. you know what? Maybe he's not all that safe. <laughs> when you add up all these other incidents, uh, boy, it really seems like he's a troublemaker. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I, I thought the episode. I I like the episode enough, but it's not my it's not my idea of like what coming back from a yeah the return right. Yeah, this felt like this could have happened the week after episode eight. Mm-hmm. Um, although I mean, obviously, episode eight ended on a really big moment. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to really end on a big moment and then come back with more big moments. Um, I guess the whole the whole standoff with Troy uh, was like our big action for this episode. I don't think there was a single Walker in this episode, was there? Other than Walker, of course. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't think so. I think, well, there was, there were some walkers when they were distributing the water. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. But it wasn't like a fight or anything. It just, yeah, walkers are coming. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they've already become as, that may be, mm, I think maybe this is like where they're sort of in a tough, like a tough spot as like creatively for a TV show. Because yeah. as at the beginning of The Walking Dead, uh, you know, people eventually became the thing. But for, you know, at least a couple seasons, it was like zombies are the menace, zombies are the menace, like trying to get away from zombies, find a safe place to live, that sort of thing. And eventually humans started becoming the the main problem. Walking Dead has been on for so many years that... 
I guess maybe the writers of this show feel like they have to continue with the the humans are the you know humans are the thing, and we can't really be focusing that much on the zombies. Although this takes place before The Walking Dead, right? So uh, part of me feels like there should maybe be more like ah the zombies uh, type yeah, stuff, but there isn't yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, at least not in at least not on this show. But uh, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't have to be about the zombies for me. I'm just noticing a distinct lack of zombies in this yeah, episode. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, for a show called Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there weren't a lot of Walking Dead people in this episode. Um, but it was um, it was okay, but there was kind of nothing to this episode other than Troy has been banished, which is what this yeah. was leading to. But outside of that, there... Um, you know, they set up, obviously, that there's some tension uh, between the two groups. Uh, Madison kind of almost immediately, though, is like, here's the key to the armory and you guys can control all of the guns to show, like... Um, so, basically, they're uh, living under, you know, I guess uh, they're being... I guess they're living under, like, a dictatorship on their own land that sort of thing um where they yeah, kind of but, gave but, over all the weapons but, but that's kind of what i like yeah about this episode because it's such a like it makes you think a little bit like mm-hmm. like you said you know they're living in a dictatorship in their land but is it their land though you know that eh, like you have really, that, yeah. that dilemma um and you're like i don't know who to root for <laughs> yeah. i mean we know what i mean we know what jake is saying but we also know that it's kind of not really their land yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so do you have any other thoughts on Minotaur? Do we know where Minotaur came from? Did they say I, Minotaur in this episode? I was just about to ask you that because I have no idea <laughs> where that came from. <laughs> when I see a word like Minotaur, I'm, I'm kind of expecting to see something Minotaur-like in an episode, but <laughs> we didn't get anything like that, uh, much yeah. to my disappointment, so. At least I don't remember anybody mentioning like that word or, you yeah. know. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a fun word to say, Minotaur. And then they just move on. But <laughs> they didn't. So I, I'm Maybe they thought, you know sure. what? Let's make people think. Let's just give them like a random word for the title of the episode. <laughs> yes. Um, any other thoughts on the Minotaur episode? Um, I like uh, Ophelia, how she's her whole attitude and the way she's acting. I, I like mm-hmm. her a lot. I keep forgetting that Daniel still has no idea she's alive and in yeah. America somewhere. Yeah, that's where they are, right? It's. A... I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it never. It never really feels like they are. I guess maybe they're so close to the border and yeah. Mexico that it always kind of feels like it's. It's very. It always feels very blended there. So it, I know they're in America, but it never feels like. It always feels like they're in some nebulous desert place. Yep, yep. Um, and there's so many people that uh, that speak Spanish there anyway, so it feels yeah. it's very interchangeable to me. Yes, yes. That's why I sound, That's why I put so many question marks <laughs> after I said America. <laughs> I keep forgetting that they kind of are there. So yeah, Daniel has no idea. No idea, and she doesn't have a, any idea where you know if his if her dad is alive or not either. No. So there will be a reunion at some point. I'm oh, sure. for sure. Yeah. There's still there are still quite a few episodes. Uh, left. Uh, so, what would you give the Minotaur episode without a Minotaur in it? 
I'm going to give it, and I, I feel bad about saying this, but I'm going to give it a 3.5 um, because, yeah, it, like you said, it's they left us in such a high note that coming back, I was, and even going over like the recap of the episode before the, the actual episode started, I was like, oh my God, I'm pumped. And, you know, it was okay, but it wasn't as <laughs> what I was expecting <laughs> after that last episode. Like, I can't wait to talk about this. And, oh, you're right. Yeah. It was kind of just there, right? Yeah. yeah. I gave it a three. I went even wow. lower. All right. Yeah. It was, I mean, three, as a reminder, is fine. There's nothing wrong with yes. a three, but. It was just uh, it was just there for me. It was just an episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Something important did happen to one of the main characters this season. So, yeah, but I can't even imagine what happened if like the Troy stuff didn't happen in this episode. It would have kind of just not a lot else happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there was an event that happened to kind of get Daniel away from the. Um, from like the dam situation, but other than that, I mean, it didn't even really get them away from that situation, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah. So not a whole lot. This is kind of like a, I don't know. It felt weird to come back because this felt like a you know putting things in place episode, right? And it just feels weird to kind of come back from a break to get a putting things in place episode. But agreed. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe things will improve with the next episode. Uh, but before we talk about that real quick, uh, normally this is where we plug ThinkGeek, but I've run out of Walking Dead or zombie-related things on ThinkGeek to plug. So instead, we're going to talk about the good people of Fandango and going to see yourself a movie. Uh, there are uh, one or two movies being talked about right now that are currently in theaters. I believe a lot of people are really enthused about this. A uh, balloon movie with some sort of circus clown in it. <laughs> uh, a lot of people talking about that movie, I guess. Yeah, it's a uh, very funny movie. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> have you seen it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I, I'm probably never going to see the movie, but... <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a big horror movie fan in the first place. I hear, I think it's getting good reviews. So it is, yeah. Um, that's a movie you could go see. If that's not your thing, uh, Fandango also allows you to pre-order movie tickets. And right now, you can pre-order stuff for like Kingsman: The Golden Circle, which is a movie I am definitely going to be seeing in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can even right now, even though it doesn't come out until November third, you can pre-order your tickets for Thor Ragnarok on Fandango to assure those opening day seats. Uh, and that's definitely also on the, the must watch list for this yes. year. Uh, and if you're going to order those Fandango tickets, uh, either for this weekend or for, uh, advance ticket, uh, purchases, or even for like a gift card for somebody in your family, maybe me, because I want to go see a lot of movies. So if somebody <laughs> wants to buy me a gift card, uh, please do it and do it through our link, cinemageekly.com slash Fandango, or click the Fandango link at the top of the Cinema Geekly website and uh, do your shopping. Oh, I really want to November 3rd. For some reason, I kept thinking Thor was October 3rd. No. And now I'm a little more disappointed than I was when we started this show. <laughs> November 3rd. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, well, let's uh, let's move away from that 
And uh, let's talk about Season 3, Episode 10 of Fear the Walking Dead, called The Diviner. So, uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, plot synopsis. <laughs> it says Nick Wiltz in the hot box. I don't remember Nick Wiltz in the hot box. Is that, oh, where, they, yeah, is that the... where they stuck him after this whole shootout Yeah, thing? yeah, 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 yeah. Forgot about that. From the window slit, he can see an infected Troy walking towards him. Suddenly, Troy falls to the ground, catching himself with a somersault into a grand finish. We realize Troy is not infected. Troy unlocks the hot box and helps Nick out. Only Nick finds himself still strapped to the box and hallucinating the entire encounter. What a weird way to start the show. Uh, Madison and Walker <laughs> look upon a nearly depleted reservoir. Madison tells Walker that Jeremiah was aware of the low reserve. She insists that they keep the water situation a secret in order to maintain peace at the ranch. Walker suggests that they buy from a water trading post in Mexicali. Madison and Walker tell Alicia, Jake, Ophelia, and Crazy Dog, which of those names doesn't stick out, <laughs> that they will be gone for a couple of days. To I really hope that his real birth name is Crazy Dog. Like Amazing. Middle, first yes. name, middle name. Yes. <laughs> Crazy Dog Smith. Uh, they will be gone for a couple of days and to secure the backup uh, water supply. In the meantime, they instruct them to enforce water rationing across the ranch. Madison reveals to Alicia that they only have six weeks of water left. And she's like, uh, here's the radio and good luck. Don't let anybody else know we only have six weeks of water left, or they will kill you, probably. <laughs> Madison stops by the hot box to give water to Nick. She then departs with Walker and a water tanker. Uh, crazy, crazy Dog releases Nick from the hot from the uh, the hot box. Alicia brings Nick back to Jeremiah's house and informs him about the water rationing. Oh, let me see. I, sh I can probably skip a few of these things. Uh, Madison and Walker make camp for the night. Madison touches base with Alicia over the radio and talks, uh, asks about Nick. Walker tells Madison that she is overprotective. Madison? Oh, just a little bit. <laughs> like she's... I mean, you know, she kills people for her children, sure. Yeah, kill anyone <laughs> and everyone. Uh, in the middle of the night, Coop, Blake, and Gabe visit Nick and thank him for helping Troy fight the nation. They give Nick the last rancher-controlled gun and want him to rebuild the militia and fight back. Uh, Ray, ranchers and nation members line up at the well to collect the rations. Ophelia and Crazy Dog oversee the rationing. Blake tells Nick that he saw one of the nation women double dip at the well. Can't double dip. Mm -hmm. that Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, Madison and Walker drive to a large trading post at a stadium. Walker takes a canister uh, of gold out of a box. Madison and Walker surrender their weapons at the checkpoint. Madison reluctantly trades her radio in to pay for admission into the trading post. And uh, once they get in, they find the outpost packed with stalls and customers selling every and anything imaginable. Uh, including water. So that obviously their goal. Mm -hmm. uh, Alicia visits Ophelia and Crazy Dog at the Adobe and suggests that they devise a system to ensure that nobody double dips. It's very important that nobody does this. Ophelia refutes the charges of double dipping. It's so funny that <laughs> we're talking about double dipping, but um, <laughs> we got to do something about this double dipping. I swear <laughs> we're not double dipping. It just sounds like a Seinfeld episode now when I 
when I'm reading this. <laughs> I just hear Jerry Seinfeld's voice when I read Double Dipping. <laughs> Double Dip the Chip. Uh, Blake and Coop gather ranchers to form a new militia. Nick warns them against attacking the nation prematurely, but suggests they take action if the nation pushes any further. Uh, let's see here. Alicia gets mad at Nick for having a gun. Nick points out that the ranchers are listening to him. Alicia says they only trust him because they don't know that he killed Jeremiah. Well, that's true. Yep. Uh, Alicia tries to reach Madison over the radio, but gets no response. Meanwhile, Madison and Walker uh, approach a merchant at the trading post asking for 10,000 gallons of water. Walker presents her with the gold and offers to give her a dozen more can uh, canisters. An agreement is re... Uh, well, it wasn't reached, actually. Yeah. They almost reached an agreement until almost. Madison mm -hmm. spotted Strand getting roughed up by a gang of men. Uh, and the man who... Uh, the, I guess these guys work for Proctor, the man who runs the trading post. Mm -hmm. She tries to help Strand. The deal is obviously called off once they realize that Madison is friends with this guy because he owes a debt to Proctor. Madison attacks the men and flees with Strand and Walker. Uh, Strand leads them to a hideout where Strand tells Madison that he plans to reconnect with friends who control a dam near Tijuana. They rest for the night. I wonder who he could be talking about. Uh, <laughs> the next day, Alicia catches one of the ranchers taking a second term at the well. Double dipping! Yep. A nation member calls a rancher a thief. A fight breaks out. Alicia silences the crowd and reveals that they only have six weeks of water left. And then mayhem ensues, because that's exactly what you don't want to do. <laughs> is tell them they're all going to die of thirst very soon. Yep. Crazy Dog shoots a gun and orders the crowd to back away from the well. Nick guards the well with his gun and is joined by other ranchers. Ophelia convinces Crazy Dog to back off. Uh, Walker follows Maria Lou, who is the, uh, the person they were wanting to trade the water with, or trade for water with earlier. He's following her around the trading post, trying to keep a low profile. Madison catches up with Strand in the hideout. Strand, learning of Travis's death, consoles her. Uh, guards, however, barge in with Walker as their captive. Walker says the guards had threatened to kill them. A guard tells Madison that Strand must pay off his debt to Proctor by defending the front gate from infected while chained up. Strand urges Madison to leave him and return to Nick and Alicia. Uh, meanwhile, Alicia is watching over the camp as ranchers are gathering weapons. Through binoculars, she sees the nation members digging a new well. Walker tells Madison that he salvaged the water deal with Maria Lou, and they will get their water in the morning. The militia discusses strategies to overtake the nation. Nick suggests they avoid bloodshed by simply disarming them. Meanwhile, Proctor's men chain Strand up outside the stadium gate, and Strand grabs a hammer as a group of infected approach. The next morning, Walker brings the gold to Maria Lou, only to find that the canisters are empty. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. uh, meanwhile, Proctor's men release Strand from his chains. Madison has paid his debt, probably with the gold. And then it's, it's then we learned that, in fact, she did use the gold to pay <laughs> off Strand's debt. She reasons that the water tanker was just a short-term solution for a long-term problem, and if Strand can lead them to the dam, uh, that would be a long-term solution. Uh, Nick and the militia sneak up to the adobe with guns. They see Alicia digging a new well with the nation, and Coop tells Nick to remove her from harm's way. Inside the adobe, Ophelia, Crazy Dog, and Claw. Claw? Is this the first <laughs> time we've heard the name Claw? 
pretty sure that's a Klingon name, but whatever. <laughs> they lie in wait for the militia, ready to counterattack. Nick gives his gun to Blake and joins Alicia. Crazy Dog and Ophelia leave the weapons behind and go outside as well. So Nick, Alicia, Ophelia, Crazy Dog, and other ranchers and nation members all join together to dig a new well. Phew! Okay, the Diviner, Aurora. You talked for a while. What did you think? <laughs> I like this episode a lot, especially the parts where they were at the market. Um, I, I thought, love that market. I, right? And I don't know about you. I, I don't know if I've been playing too many video games, but it felt like a video game. <laughs> a the whole episode because of the way that they are, were interacting with people mm-hmm. in the market. It felt like when you're playing a video game and you find a place like that and you have to like do side quests. <laughs> yeah, you walk up, press square. Yeah, you know, you go yeah. and, you know, make that deal with that lady, but then someone is in trouble and you have to, you know, help them. And <laughs> <laughs> That's It felt awesome. that way. Um, did a little bit. And I, I like that Madison and Strand got together again. Um, because I really like them together, um, not in a romantic way, but I think that they, um, I don't know, the way that they approach surviving is very similar, um, if that makes sense. You know, they, they're willing to do anything to survive, um, and I think that they are very strong together, um, at least in this world. So I'm, I'm happy that they are, they, they found each other again. Um, but yeah, I, I liked that uh, whole scene and I liked, you know, the tensions at the ranch, the way that it was handled and the way that everything ended. Um, I thought it was a very good message, especially mm-hmm. because we've talked about this before, but there's a lot of like similarities with what's happening in the episode with, compared to what's happening in real life right now. Yes. <laughs> um, so for them to finish the episode that way where, you know, everybody decided to just work together. Come together. Yeah, yeah I thought it was really nice. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what my favorite moment in this episode was. Okay. It's a specific moment that I just loved. And it was the interaction between Madison and the woman outside of the bazaar. Mm-hmm. She was just living in a whole nother world than everybody else was in this show. Yep. Madison is in post-apocalyptic zombie land. <laughs> Walker is in post-apocalyptic zombie land. And this woman was working at a supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Like, she was just like, you know, hi, welcome to the bazaar. Yep. Uh, you know, you're going to need to trade something in in order to, you know, and she's like, enjoy your stay. Uh, you know, yep. it was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah. maybe, I don't know if, if it's just her job to make, make people feel like it's a slice of the old life. Maybe. Or if she's just refusing to admit that anything has changed. I mean, she was in a cage, right? So I, she I guess she, she felt protected. She felt like yeah. she could do that. I yeah. Know. I just, I love that. I laughed so hard at that. Uh, just that meeting was just so goofy to me because <laughs> it, it was just clear to me. She was like living in a completely different world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like her a lot. Maybe she's Tobias's mom. Um, <laughs> I think maybe that's... Uh, I'm just looking for anything to to bring him back into the show, obviously. Uh, we're three years in. I, uh, secretly, you know, did we ever see Proctor? I don't think so. 
it's still possible Proctor may be Tobias. Oh I'm just my saying. gosh! Yes. he might be running this whole thing. Yes. he took those few school supplies that he had and he's turned it into an empire. Oh, yeah, that makes total sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really going to be so disappointed when it just turns out to be some guy named like <laughs> Dave Proctor. I'm going to be so mad, but whatever. Oh, maybe Proctor. What if Proctor is Tobias's last name? Oh, Tobias Proctor. Yeah, yeah. Let's make this happen, AMC. Yes, yes. It's that not too amazing. late. I mean, maybe it is too late. They've already filmed all these episodes, and they probably reveal them. But it's not too late to just have somebody do a voiceover. Yeah, just change it. It's it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I don't think it's going to happen. Or I think I'm, I think I'm setting myself up for, uh, for like a bad time. You could do a fan episode. <laughs> I'll just do, just do like a. I'll just do like fanfic. Yes. It's not going to be like weird fanfic though, where I just like put like odd people in relationships or whatever. It's just Tobias like yes. rules everything. That's it. King yep. Tobias, King Tobias Proctor. Yes. King of the bazaar. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I really like this episode, too. Um, even though, again, this was not, like, crazy action mm-hmm. uh, or anything like that, I felt like more was happening in this episode. Maybe it's because we kind of got out of the ranch. Right. Um, we got out of that setting. We They took us to this new place that was crazy. It was, like, this right. football stadium or whatever that... And there were so many things to look at. Like, mm-hmm. th- they kept walking through the market, and I keep look, you know, what, catching things. Like, oh, my God, look yeah. at that. And, you know, people selling crazy stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. it was great. It was great. Yeah. Um, I I liked everything. I even liked, if you owe them, you, they just put you on guard duty. But they yes. chain you on guard. They chain you to the grounds and yes. force you to, to go on guard duty. Yep. Um, I don't know if this was mentioned previously, uh, or referenced or shown. Uh, forgive me if it if it has, because I'm under the impression that it hasn't. So I'm just sitting here wondering where Walker got a giant water tanker truck from. Can they explain <laughs> That's a good question. why I don't he know. has a giant water tanker truck? I mean, who doesn't have one of those? I mean, they were living at a gas station, so oh, maybe. maybe that's why. I don't know. It's not necessarily a water tanker. It could yeah, just it could be tanker. gas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they've cleaned out those tanks before deciding to put water in them. <laughs> Hopefully, yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, do, do you have other uh, thoughts on the diviner? Which, by the way, uh, is an apt title for this week because uh, divining and finding the well and water and all that stuff—that's um, yeah. that's like a thing. So. I I couldn't tell you the the history behind it. I just know that that they are in fact related. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I just uh, when I was wa- uh, watching this episode, I kept thinking, you know, if if it's true that this show is set before the events at The Walking Dead, um, I we have not seen anything like this in The Walking Dead, right? Like we have not seen them come across a market like this. Mm-hmm. Which blows my mind, right? Because by watching it in this episode, I was like, well, it makes sense that this exists in this world. Like people, you know, there's a a special place where people go and trade and stuff because that's what you do when you have to survive in a post-apocalyptic world. (laughs) Um, So it just, 
I found interesting that we have not seen that in The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I remember the title. Uh, it's in relation to a divining rod, which they would use to... It was especially in old-timey days, would uh, something they would use to try to find water. I think it's pseudoscience-y. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it doesn't actually work, but... Uh, yeah, um, it, it's actually called dousing, a type of divination, looking for groundwater, metals or ores or gemstones. Uh, it is considered pseudoscience. There is no scientific evidence that it is any more effective than random chance. <laughs> but I get the I, I get the intent, AMC, with naming it that. Yeah. They, they were searching for water, and uh, we don't know if they've actually found it or not. Obviously, they were just digging the well when it was right, right uh, when the episode was over. But you know what? There was a lot to like from this episode, though, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like a marked improvement. So, um, if you do not have anything else for the diviner, what would you give it score wise? I give it a four, solid four. Uh, 3.75 All right. for me this week. So we're pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close on the scores. Um, okay, so now that we know the show is back, we'll be better equipped to cover it next week in less <laughs> of a hurry. still feel really bad that this has happened. I feel like this is at least the third time. Yeah. Yeah. At least the third time in three seasons. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um but yeah, the, we will return with more, hopefully, and only one episode next week. I think we're doing one episode in, at a time until the finale, which is on October the 15th, and there will be two episodes uh, for the finale, uh, and 16 episodes this season in total. So there is that. Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com and check out the archives of the show. And of course, we will be talking about The Walking Dead Season 8 when it returns uh, and that will be, I'm guessing, in like late October. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep an ear out for the show then. And uh, hit us up on iTunes and Google Play Music. Search for Hear the Walking Dead and hit the subscribe button. Okay, Aurora, we're taking off for this week. We will return next week with Season 3, Episode 11, called La Serpiente. La Serpiente.